Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Up and Down Under podcast, an NBA podcast brought to you by three very average basketballs from Australia. I'm your host, Curtis, and joining me as always is our Raptors aficionado, James. It's good to be here. And our certified Nick Young, aka Swaggy P stand, Joey. Yeah, we're finally back, boys. Let's go. Yeah, we had a bit of a, a Christmas hiatus, um, spending some time in a uh, COVID-ridden Melbourne. How are you boys doing? You have, a, you have a good Christmas and good New Year's? Yeah, just uh, dodging dodging the spicy cough, but it, it went well. Got to see the fam. It was good. Yeah. How about you, Joey? Yeah, no, it was pretty good. Just nice and relaxed with the fam. Yeah, very lovely. Um, I think at this point we have all dodged said spicy cough. Some, <laughs> some close calls. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> at this point in time, all healthy. Fingers crossed it stays that way. We're going to bring in the new year with a bit of a fun segment. We're going to call it our New Year's NBA resolution. So we're going to go around our little circle and uh, say one thing that, you know, uh, a resolution in our NBA lives that we would like to carry through for this year. Um, Joey, do you want to go first? All right. Mine's pretty straightforward. It had to be a Lakers one, so... I'm going to try and stop slandering Russ so much. That's my goal. And we'll check I, in with that next week. I, I, I do not. Going. I'm not. <laughs> that is not my resolution. I will continue to slander Russ. I think it'll be. I, I, gotta I don't try think and, I'm able to not. I got to try and hold myself back. <laughs> You're going to text me tomorrow and be like, Russ, seven turnovers. I should be <laughs> to the side of the backboard again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, James, what's your. Uh, New Year's resolution. So I've gone on record multiple times on this podcast, slandering the Jazz and calling them frauds. I think I'm going to actually try and watch some Jazz games. I've never actively done that before, except in the playoffs. <laughs> I, I, Every time I watch them in the playoffs, they play exactly how I think they do. So I'm, But they're always just high in the standings regular season, so I've got to watch. And it's starting this week as they're playing the Raptors, uh, I believe tomorrow. We're recording this on this. Uh, the seventh Australian time, Australian uh, oh, date. Wait, hold on. So you're not actually watching the Jazz. You're just watching the Raptors. And no, I'm to going to start, and it's just conveniently this week. But it's a okay. New Year's resolution, so we'll try and continue that as much as we can. But yeah, it's to watch a bit more Jazz, just to see if they're actually, I don't know, a contender. Because I still, I swear, no one watches them, and no one talks about them. That so. sounds like the classic news resolution that you do for about three days, and it's very convenient that it'll be against the Raptors, and then you'll have zero motivation to keep watching. This is definitely the equivalent of going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see how we go. Uh, my first news NBA resolution is to watch more of the Grizzlies, because they have been up and coming. I feel like I've just been a bit lax on paying attention to how well they've been doing. I know you boys have been keeping your eyes on, on Jar and the Grizzlies, but... um. Given the way they're playing, you know, I'm a big Desmond Bain fan. I remember, like, hearing so much about him in the draft and just, like, hoping he would slide to one of my favourite teams. But, you know, now he's in um, in Memphis and killing it. And, like, their entire team is just, like, sounds like a lot of fun to watch. And I need to get on a bit more. So that's my resolution. I want to watch more Grizzlies basketball. Um, Joey, I think you had one more as well. I've got another one. But do you want to go first? Yeah, so mine is actually, since we're handing out the 10 days, I'd like to get Swaggy P back in the league formally. I'd like to send him a contract. If you're there, swag, you know, you know where to where to go. Straight where, to the Lakers, baby. Oh, I, I was gonna say I was, so other than the Lakers, maybe, is there anywhere you'd want him to go? Um, look, not in particular. <laughs> Wizards? I wouldn't like mind one of the Wizards, yeah. No. <laughs> they do have like twenty wings, but mm. it would be fun if he goes to the Wizards. Well, I was gonna ask you boys the question actually, like 
Um, let's just say last five years of players who, you know, out of the league, if you could pick any player to come back, who would it be? And if you want to choose a team, go ahead. Sorry, can you say that question again? So, like, if you could choose to hand a 10-day contract to any player who's not in the league right now, who oh, would it be? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know, I put you on the spot here. Shannon Brown. Okay. I'll give Shannon Brown a 10-day contract. <laughs> How old is Shannon Brown now? I don't know. He's in his 40, surely. But, like, I like, I still like has that. hops. I like he that. still has hops. He's a, he, was, he was, like, the most fun, like, 2010 Lakers, you know, little yeah. whatever, 12-year-old me, whatever it was. Like, oh, great team. Beast. Shannon Brown just dunking on people and then, like, everyone just, like, averting their eyes for shame. <laughs> but, yeah, Shannon Brown for me. Nice. James? If you'd asked me like three days ago, I would have said Bismack, but he is in fact back, and I think he actually got signed for the rest of the season by yeah, the Suns. Um, bit of a Bismack well, fan, yeah. uh, and probably honestly, Josh Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the memes, <laughs> Just bring him back. Um, Take him back. To I, don't know, I think it's probably been more than five years, but put him on the Rockets. So see what happens. And then make sure, um, like Stan Van Gundy gets hired as the Rockets head coach again. Yeah. So yes. That shit all over again. <laughs> the uh, Rockets don't have enough drama, so <clears throat> nice. Go back. Okay, my very last one. It's not even like a New Year's NBA resolution. It's more of like a lifetime resolution. My uh, NBA resolution is to not live my life like Tristan Thompson. Not that I ha- was previously, but I'm going to do everything in my power to to be as far from Tristan Thompson as I possibly can in my life choices. So that's that. I think it's a pretty healthy decision. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Okay. I think that was a... If you don't have any other ones, James, we'll, we'll move on. We're happy? Nah, it's a big commitment to watch the Jazz. So I'm, holding jazz I'm holding James to this. See how we'll long... You, yeah, every week we'll check in. How many uh, Jazz games have you watched this week, mate? <laughs> yeah, well, do YouTube highlights count or nah? No. That's got to be start to finish. <laughs> you got to watch at least half the game. <laughs> start to finish Jazz games all the time. Oh, I don't have time for start to finish like Lakers games all the time. Yeah. That is like, I feel like it's like I'm 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 in the league pass hopping mode now, where it's like I'll watch like three hours, but I'm like I'll jump, 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 you know. Yeah, but yeah. it's close. Just yeah, exactly, on. and just try and catch as much po- as possible. Um, but speaking of that, uh, as we as James mentioned, we're recording on the seventh of Jan. Um, Kyrie Kyrie Irving returned yesterday, so we're gonna have a quick little discussion on. Kyrie's return, Clay's pending return. So at the moment, he's um, scheduled to return uh, on Monday for Australian time, Sunday in the US against the Cavs. I think it's a home game for the Warriors. Um, But yeah, so Clay's scheduled to return. Kyrie has returned in Kyrie's... um, I'm going to read out his stats real quick. He played 32 minutes, shot 9 for 17, 22 points, uh, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, 2 turnovers. Plus 16, plus minus, if you want to look into that. But I think we've kind of established that, you know, that is what it is. Um, but overall, I think a pretty decent first game back um, had, like, a pretty tangible impact on the game. I think uh, I was keeping an eye on it throughout the day. Like, paces were doing quite well. Lance Stevenson had, Lance Stevenson had his, like, 20-point first quarter um, and had the paces in a really good position. But, yeah, end of the day, I guess. Uh, I think KD also had, like, 39. So stars came to play and um, the Nets pulled out the win. Um what are you guys' thoughts on, yeah, Kyrie's return? I mean, I think it's pretty clear that, like, you know, he, he's still been working while he hasn't been playing. So 
you, you expect him to come back and like contribute straight away, which is what he's shown through one game. So we'll see how he goes. But I don't know how I feel about him coming back from a um, like what's it called political side of things. Like I don't know if that's correct, but anyway, he's back now, and I guess the Nets are scary. So yeah, what do you reckon, James? Yeah, probably probably similar thoughts. Like he he looked good, clearly been putting in the work in a gym that allows unvaccinated people or probably just his private gym but yeah i don't love the standard it's set like given the nba is just going to push through and get as many bodies in the door as they can to continue the season it's not ideal that they've sort of i guess well the nets haven't really made that decision it was more of a state thing but they've gone back on their word allowing allowing him to play but there's still hope that if the season ended today the raptors would play the nets and irving wouldn't be able to play so on the playoffs yeah. Yeah, because can they have a yeah, yeah, of course, and then he can't play at home. So uh, and if they play the Warriors in the finals, oh, I mean, ideally I the Raptors the would win, thing. but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same thing. He would, yeah. he would be able to play. So yeah, like it's good. It's good for the game that he's back. I just wish he would have got vaccinated and been public about it. But you know, yeah, no, James, you've summed up my thoughts like perfectly there. Like yeah, you're right. Like he's so good for the league. You know, commercially. As a product in the day, he's like one of the best, like, I don't know, just like 15 players in the league, most exciting, like probably one of the most exciting, like watching him play. But yeah, it's just like absolute shame that like Brooklyn Cave, like they took up this like really strong, you know, like moral position to be like, we're going to do the right thing for the health of our players, for our organization, for our staff and for the league as a whole. And then as soon as like injuries came into play and as soon as COVID came into play for their, like people got sent to protocols, they were kind of like, oh, like crap, like we still need to win. It's like when it, I don't know. Obviously, this is all optics, but it's like it felt like winning took priority over like the greater like health mission, and like the greater statement they 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 started out with yeah such like a strong um, like commendable position, and they've kind of just, it just feels like they've you know stepped back on that just for the sake of like oh we got to win, which is yeah, like obviously and, yeah that, that is the goal, but like yeah and it's, it's always like the fact that they won and yeah. that was celebrated and all that sort of stuff. It kind of feels like it's just how it is. So feels cheap. Run, off we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wonder if it will a similar situation will force Simmons to play. Like if Philly get, I think they've sort of had a bit of on and off COVID from memory. Mm. I think Embiid was out. Might have been last season or this season. But like I wonder if a similar thing will force Philly's hand to like make Ben play or whether he's just definitely not gonna. Yeah. Step on the court because you know like if they get put in a situation where they need bodies, like Ben surely has to play. Like mm. anyway. I think I think he's reached the point where he's lost more than ten million this year as well, Ben, of his contract. I think I read that. He has, time. yeah. But in yeah. saying that, like, isn't it Ben's decision? Like that he doesn't want to play right now because, like, yeah, it is. Feel, it's not yeah, like so it's not. Yeah, it's, it's a different think, thing. But. It, yeah, it is slightly different. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, you know, ultimately wish Brooklyn all the best, but hopefully, Kyrie can just go and get himself vaccinated and get himself sorted. Um, but. Moving on, Clay. Mm. Uh, we have discussed this before. We, I think we talked about it in our Warriors like preview. What do we think Clay's going to be like when he comes back? James, you want to go first on this one? I think the shot will be money. I think um, – I don't know if there's been much film of him playing at game pace, like in all the warm-ups that he's done. Like he's been training with the team, I think, for a couple of weeks now. Um but, like, I'm just interested to see the actual speed that he moves. I've no doubt, like, his catch and shoot shot will be good. But I, I, I don't know whether his defense will be at the same level and his ability to chase around screens and then also 
fly around screens. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. But I think like he'll be fine. The Warriors have enough weapons, and Curry has enough gravity that uh... <laughs> there'll be <laughs> there'll be plenty of opportunities for him to get the catch and shoots. So I think he'll be fine. I just don't think he'll be at that, you know, 100% Clay Thompson. But I think it's unfair to expect him to be. So mm. yeah. What about you, Jay? Well, I just don't think people should like over, you know, look too deep as soon as he comes back because he's been out of the league for like almost two years. Um, it's been more technically. It's like crazy. So like, it's just like you know, people are gonna if he has a bad first game, I'm sure people will bash him and shit. And like, <sighs> oh, he's not looking good, but like, fuck, he's been out for so long. So like, give him yeah, a break. And like exactly. in saying that, like, I don't think there's a player that I'm like more happy to come back as well. Like, mm. like he's been out for so long. I'm pretty sure like almost everyone in the NBA like community is like happy for him to come back. You know, like it's good to say. Yeah, bit of feel good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think um, personally, I think he'll fit in like pretty seamlessly. Like last year, I don't think he would fit in as well because like they kind of didn't have the players um, that like play the way the Warriors like to play. You know, because like I feel like the way they do it is it's like uh, I mean I don't know if James will enjoy this very much, but it's like it, it is like completely oriented around like Curry exploiting like what people try and like predict that he'll do and then it's all just like kind of read and react and now even like like we were talking about the other day like oh you know wouldn't it be great uh, last episode i think um wouldn't it be great if they had like miles turner or someone like that or like sabonis or like you know because like on like optics wise like um the loony spots the one that like you would want to fix or not fix sorry but, like improve right he seems to be like the weakness but I, the more I thought about it as well, I kind of just have gone back to agree with what Joey ended up saying, where it's like they're doing so well that you leave him because, like, Looney, he's spent, what, probably five years there now, more? And it's like he knows that when Curry throws in the ball when he gets trapped on a pick and roll, like, high up the floor, he's going to back cut or he's going to, like, mm. fake and then go another way and set himself for, like, an open three. And Looney knows to look for him. And it's like everyone knows, like, everyone on that team right now, like, knows to look for him when he gets rid of the ball. It's like I think... um. I know the system. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Everyone's built into the system and knows the system now. Like versus last year, like it felt like Kelly Oubre didn't quite know the system. Like Andrew Wiggins was getting like acclimated to the system. Like it was a lot of like moving parts. Uh, and this year, it's like everyone is on the same page. And I guess going back to actual like Clay is like this is the system they played. Like this is what Clay does, and Clay carries that same kind of like threat of outside outside shooting that he should be able to fit in quite seamlessly to what they have been doing. So, like, yeah, like, scheme-wise, I think he'll be absolutely fine, but it'll more just be, like, hopefully his health is good. Hopefully he can, um, you know, no more setbacks and have no more other, like, freak injuries or anything. And, you know, I think from there, like, he'll be fine. Like, he's a hard worker, man. Like, he mm. and he, he gives a shit so much. Like, he'll be fine. That's my thought. James is biting his tongue right now. Nah, I don't disagree <laughs> with the, the Warriors' offensive system. We can get into it more later on. I just think it's yeah, slightly yeah. overrated. That's 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 my my take. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, your all your points are hundred percent correct. The Raptors beat him in the finals once, and it's like, oh, overrated oh. system. <laughs> we could get into that a bit later. Yeah. <laughs> no, easy, Stay easy. tuned, everyone. Um, okay. One last question on the clay stuff. Um, who makes way? Like logically, it's Jordan Poole, right? Like minutes wise. Yeah, I think so be. well. Unless they want to go really small. Mm. I think it's. Mm. What it do wouldn't you think be Wiggins. Wouldn't, wouldn't no, it? no, I don't think it'll be Wiggins. Yeah. I feel like, um, because right now, right, you have like Kaminga and like Moses Moody playing like sub 10 minutes a game. I feel like their minutes just go at this point. And logically, it would make sense to send them to like the G League or send them somewhere that they can play and get reps. 
because they're probably not gonna have the chance now. Because like they, this team is deep. Like oh, I'm not, I'm gonna forget people, but like you got Steph, Jordan Poole, you got Clay, you got Wiggins, you got Otto Porter, you got Draymond, you got Looney. B elites is a pretty critical part. You got Gary Payton the second, who's playing like critical minutes for them now. He plays a very specific role. He's someone else who'd be like up for losing minutes, but I personally think that he plays a very unique role that like like Clay wouldn't replicate what he does in any shape or form. He's like the like the Bruce Brown of the Brooklyn Nets last year and like a bit of like a Caruso vibe as well as well where it's like very much high, high, high pressure, like 94 feet of defense, of in-your-face defense, a lot of energy that he brings. Like he'll spark fast breaks just off of his steals and then he'll finish fast breaks as well. Like there have been so many just like random like times where Curry just lobbed the ball up and Gary Payton just leapt up and caught it when it seems like, oh, that's like a ridiculous pass. He's just got crazy hops. And like that stuff gives your team energy. I don't think they'll. He might lose some minutes, but I couldn't see him getting completely cut from the rotation. There's and still there, Iggy as well. Sorry. Yeah, and Iggy. Yeah, but that's yeah. ten players. I was counting as I was going along. And like all those people deserve minutes. Um, and then Wiseman's coming back. Like, yeah, I, I um, maybe, yeah, maybe they do need a trade just to clear some some time up for some people. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there, there's so much. They're, they're a very deep team. But, yeah. So, I guess, what should we kind of end on? Pool, pool will lose some minutes. Kaminga Moody probably lose a lot of their minutes. I think Otto Porter loses minutes. But Otto's more of like a four, though, isn't he? He plays like a... He plays four on their team. I just can't see Jordan Poole losing, like, going from going down to, like, you know, under 20 minutes. Like, that'd just be ridiculous. Maybe he's like a 25-minute six man. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see. Yeah. Who will they close with, do you reckon? Like, what will their closing lineup be? Didn't question. they used to close with the, the the small ball with Draymond at the five? So, mm. yeah, they might put Clay at the three for closing lineups if they want to play, like, Poole or Gary Payton Jr. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like bump Wiggins down to four. But that, that shifts Wiggins or Porter out of the lineup there. Like, I also don't think they'll close... Um, oh, what am I saying? I don't think they'll close... With, Gary Payton, do you reckon? I don't know. Uh, you probably watch more than we do, but would does Looney like end the games? Like, will they definitely have him out on the floor? Well, I mean, they... I guess that's like matchup based, right? It is yeah. situational. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think if you're if you want to go for that small ball, I would probably depending on how Clay looks, he'd probably go like Steph, maybe Paul, Clay, Wiggins. Uh, well, Draymond's definitely there as well. I don't know. Yeah, so you like, look, it's it's confusing because like Wiggins is probably their best like wing defender. He's matchup dependent. Yeah. yeah, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Anyway, it'll, yeah. It'll either be Poole or Porter, maybe. And the thing about like, and Iggy always randomly closes as well. You know what I mean? Like they just love having Iggy in like late situations because they just trust him. So he's always there as well. Yep. So, I don't, yeah. So yeah, honestly, it's yeah. You're right. It's a good problem to have. I, I'm not going to try and figure it out. I'm not a head coach. Um. <laughs> Unless you're talking like under 12s. <laughs> All right, we're going to get going with a bit of a rookie report. Um, well, I think we'll each discuss one rookie each and kind of get into how they've been playing recently. Joey, would you like to go first? Yeah, well, you know, the rookie, what's it called? The rookie uh, leaderboard is heating up at the moment. You know, it's been a bit of movement. And I think someone on the rise is um, our man Josh Giddy. 
Um, our personal he, friend, Josh Giddy. Our, <laughs> our acquaintance. Um, he just won the Rookie of the Month, averaging 12 points, 7 rebounds, and almost 7 assists. And I think it's safe to say he's pretty comfortable in the NBA right now. Um, he's looking right at home. Uh, I know, have you guys watched a lot of him, like, in actual game? Um, a bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've seen yeah. the highlights. Been- yeah, I've watched a bit of him in game, and like you know, I've obviously watched the highlights, and like some of the passing he's ma- passes he's making now is like it's 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 like elite. Like it's so impressive when he does. Like my favorite one personally is when he does the offhand with his left hand. He does a cross court bullet pass to the corner, um, and it's just like no one else in the league can do that. Honestly, like maybe LeBron can, but that's about it. And like I don't know, it's just like. I don't know what their record is, but it just seems like he's like you know found his feet now. He plays at his own pace. He's just like making the right reads. Can get mm. to the cup. His jump shots looking all right, even though he's not shooting the best percentages. But yeah, he's been impressive for me. It's important to note that he had the um the youngest triple double of all time as mm. well. Yeah, uh, like I don't know what like nineteen years and however many days, but like yeah, he's he's got that record now. Uh, it was a big it was a big TD as well, and like wasn't yeah. he? You know, when when Lamelo hit it, or was it Lamelo? I think Lamelo hit I think it. Lamelo was the last record. Holder. Yeah, like yeah. it was, you know, such a big deal. And I feel like this one was kind of swept under the rug, maybe because he's Australian. But no, maybe because uh, they play in OKC. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's just like it's just a, a small market. Yeah. And like yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just a bit it's a bit tougher for them. Yeah. Anyway, he's yeah. on my um he's on my watch list. So yeah. Yeah. Like, like going on from what Joe was saying, like, oh, it's been a lot of fun. Like seeing him, he's been so um crafty. Like, he'll get into the lane, and then he'll, like, head fake, and that'll get the defender moving, and then he'll, like, do this, like, a bounce pass, like, behind a defender's back, like, right into the, like, I don't know, for, like, favours to, or, like, Roby to, like, lay it in. Um, it's just, like, the poise, the poise, he's, like, yeah, playing yeah. so sick. It's, like, how did he come from from Melbourne? Like, what what, what is going on? <laughs> Doesn't make much sense. But, yeah, no, so good for him that he's doing really well. Um, really excited to see what he does for the rest of the season. It's it's interesting too because like I remember we had Mike on and I remember Mike saying like um, that he spoke like, it into existence, man. <laughs> genuinely, like I, not that I didn't believe Mike at the time, but I, I I honestly thought you know like something that Giddy might struggle with was the confidence because like the players are bigger, players are more athletic, um, and he that's the one thing that he's had the entire time. Like whether or not he has a good or a bad shooting game or has a couple of turnovers, he's always like still going to throw that pass, still going to take yeah. that shot, and like you know, that's what you need to succeed. And he's also like something else Mike said, it was that like some of the numbers wouldn't look that good. And they end, they have in the end, which has been better. Yeah, the percentages, yeah. But like, it was more like his teammates wouldn't necessarily be ready for some of the passes that he's thrown. And like, it's actually true. Like some of the ones you see, they're getting getting more and more adjusted to the fact that he's going to throw that pass if you're in the right spot. But especially early on, they were like surprised when they'd get like a pocket pass or to the point where some of them have just blown wide open layups. Because they weren't ready for that pass. That's the but, thing, yeah. bro. He's playing with scrub. Well, I'm not gonna say scrub. <laughs> he, he's playing with like less well-known shooters. I'll say that. Yeah. So yeah. like, like Mike said, when the um, talent around him gets better, like you know, the stats will get look even you know greater, which is crazy considering he just got the youngest triple double ever. Um, mm. But like, it's like, Joey, like you said, it's so fun to watch him find passes because, like, as as a viewer, you have like a good um, view of the court. Sometimes you feel like you can see passes that they should make, whatever. It's when you watch Giddy, he throws shit that like you didn't Dude, see coming. The best passes yeah. is when you're watching the game and you don't even see the pass coming. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's awesome. Like, like, he does that like five times a game, more. Yeah. So 
just like really quickly, do you guys think there's any chance they can win Rookie of the Year? Yeah, it, like it's possible, but I, a lot of stuff would have to go right. Okay, yep. Yeah, I be cross from James. Nah, to like the other guys are okay. so Rookie of the Year. They never take into account winning, like yeah, normally, that's... because it's normally mm. just best stats on the worst team. Mm. But when you've got guys that are putting up arguably the best stats on winning teams, they'll probably get. Like yeah. yeah, like Mobley for example, who we can talk about later. He's like a genuinely massive part about what the Cavs are doing, and it's a bit hard to like, in my opinion, ignore that. But yeah, I, yeah. Oh, fair enough. I would love an Aussie to win Rookie of the Year. Like that. Yeah. Be um, I'm just gonna say he he's giving me like Steve Nash vibes. You know, like when when you used to watch like Steve Nash, like prime Steve Nash on the Suns, it's like he just like makes you want to pass. Like he makes you want to go outside and play and like try and find angles when it's like. Like, you know, like, for example, like, I'll watch, like, Devin Booker and be like, oh, like, I want to get to that spot and I want to shoot like that. Versus, like, you watch Giddy and you're like, oh, shit, like, can I, like, try and find, like, angles? Like, it's it's just, like, it, like, it makes you think differently. And he's, I like, just, <laughs> it's cr- like, he's just, like, a different, um, he's just on a different level. Like, I can only try the passes on 2K. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, anyway, James, yeah. your rookie is Evan So, uh, actually, surprisingly, gonna going to talk about Mobley here. Um, I think that uh, he's like a direct, um, you know, reason why Cavs have had such a good season so far. Rubio going down recently, like obviously that's terrible and, and prayers up for him and hopefully he makes full recovery. Um, and they've got, I think, Rondo to try yeah. and fill whatever gap he can there. But I think the Cavs will be okay. I think like um, I watched them play this week. Um, they played the Grizzlies. That was a really fun game. Um, and like when... Mobley covers so much distance, like so much. And he's so fast. Um, there was a block at the end of the game. I can't remember who he blocked. Um, it might have been I Bane. Think it was Bane. It was yeah. Bane. yeah. And he got up. Like, I remember that I was watching the Grizzlies feed and they were like, oh, you know, that's got to be goaltending. And they watched the replay. And it was just like through the, the quickness he got up, the length he covered, and it was clearly a clean, clean block, like yeah. not even close. And I just like had, that was the first time I watched him outside of just highlights. Um, and he's just his impact is like incredible, and for him to be averaging what he's averaging at the moment, um, it's you know pretty pretty damn good. Like Allen and and um, Garland will get also consideration before he would, but he's their clear third best player, which is like like pretty awesome, really. And like you can see that, seat. yeah. And he's yeah. he's bullying people even with this brain that he has at the moment. Like he's able to back them down. His length, I think, dunked on Miles Turner the other day, like just purely with length, like. He is he's special, like really special. This whole class is special, but um, I think yeah. at the moment, um, I'd love for Scotty to win it, but I could definitely see why he he wouldn't over Mobley, to be honest. Just I think given um, individual sorry. impact. Yeah, go on, yeah. Joe. Oh, I think Mobley is leading um, the rookie of the year race. Yeah, I think he should be at the moment. I think the NBA.com one has Franz Wagner at the top. Which quick shout out <laughs> to our boy Franz Wagner, of um, course, and our friend Jonah. Big time Magic fan. Um, Wagner's been playing insanely as well. But yeah, Mobley definitely like, you know, top one, two, three in the conversation. I mean, on Arg- sport, arguments sports, for all spots. Yeah, sports bet says first. So that's what <laughs> I thought. <call. laughs> of course it is, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, like watching that Grizzlies game and a couple other games, I've just kind of like checked in on the Cavs. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, just the distance he covers. Like his defense is insane like properly like ridiculous he um I, I feel like it doesn't always get caught up in the stats either like it's not like he averages like five blocks a game or anything 
but like he's just always there and like he I mean correct me if I'm wrong but it feels like he allows them to play like Larry Markin at, at the three like that shouldn't be possible they should they should be abused for that hmm. um but because yeah, of like yeah because of how like, and also obviously credit to like Jared Allen um as well he's been like borderline all-star I think he's in the conversation this year um for sure like they've made tremendous strides on the defensive end and yeah like a lot of credit goes to Mobley as well and like the thing is like rookies aren't meant to be able to play defense like that's like the one thing it's like rookies can come in and, and given the way the game's played now like you put the ball in a rookie's hand and like they can make plays because they've you know been taught to play a certain way all their lives they're skilled enough they have the ability but like they don't pick up like defensive schemes this quickly. And like he has, and it's also like, I guess Scotty as well. Scotty's been really good on defense. Like it's kind of crazy that this draft class, a lot of players have been really good on defense. Um, who's the other one? Herbert Jones, Herbert Jones um, on the Pelicans. Lockdown mm-hmm. defender as well. Um, like, yeah, like what is going on? It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, yeah. Are we happy with Mobley there? Yeah, I think so. Anything else? Okay. Well then my, um, my player is Cade. Uh, Cade Cunningham, uh, first pick, has had a bit of a, stu- uh, a rough start because of an injury. He's been in COVID protocols as well. But recently he's um, had a good run of form. He's really had uh, – he started off like from the get-go, like rebounding really strongly as well. Um, but like it wasn't shooting very efficiently. But now it's starting to come together a bit. He's had a couple of like good shooting games where he'll like be around that 50% mark, hit a couple threes, getting aggressive, getting to the line. Um, and he's recently been able to like – like, oh, just, I'm not going to read too many game logs, but, like, last couple of games, like, 11, 10, 9, 7 assists, like, that kind of thing. And he's getting up there in his assists. Like, he's um, clearly, like, becoming more composed and getting a feel for the game. And, um, yeah, I guess, like, he's still struggling with his shot a little bit. Like, he has games where he'll go, like, and genuinely, like, shoot sub-20%, sub-10% sometimes. And it's, like, it's rough. Um, but I think – and turnovers as well, sorry. Like, he's been prone to – yeah, as, like, a rookie point guard um, – you're prone to turn over the ball. Um, but, yeah, like, as in, signs are there. Signs are coming. He's not in that conversation with the top three. Like, you, I think he's probably more in that giddy tier at the moment, like that little tier below. You've got your um, Scotty, you've got Mobley, you've got Franz Wagner, and then you've got, like, the tier below that giddy and Cade and um, – what else am I forgetting? It's probably the main two there, really. But Yeah, they're definitely in the top five. Yeah. Uh, and it's not really his, like like we're discussing. It's not only his fault, really. Like it's just that we're experiencing a rare season where the rookies are, are like making an impact on winning teams, which normally doesn't yeah. happen. Getting more opportunity with the top five guys. Like we've seen rookies make an impact as a role player who get picked late in the draft, but mm-hmm. rarely do guys in the top five go to teams and then turn them around. So yeah. I think the fact he's on um Detroit as well isn't helping at all. Like, oh, no, they're not a good team. They are probably they're like the I think they're the worst team in the league. Like they're so they're so no. shit to watch. They're actively like, bad. It's just like yeah, for a number one pick, he's not getting anywhere near as much coverage as like an, a you know a previous number one pick would. But yeah, he's quietly put in the work. <clears throat> like um, like out of the games, Cade's played. Oh, let me just, like roughly out of like the last twelve, they've won two. Oh, sorry, no. If you go back even further, they've lost probably like last 15 of the ones he played. They've won like two. Like it's rough. Their team is not very good. And like, yeah, it's not, it's not his fault necessarily. Um, but yeah, not much talent in that team. Hopefully they can, um, and like Jeremy Grant's been out for a while as well. And he would forgot about him. 
pretty comfortable. You just forget about everyone on the, in Detroit, honestly, at the moment. I know. <laughs> Such a forgettable team. Forget about Killian Hayes, boys. What are you talking oh, about? Jesus. <laughs> My favourite. <laughs> what? I should have said he was going to be out of the league in two years instead of Obi Toppin. <laughs> it's been two years already, mate. Oh, sorry, oh, as in from now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he is going to be out of the league in two years. But anyway. <laughs> I think he could find a comfortable spot as a sixth man somewhere. In Europe. The knives are out. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that's everything I want to say. Oh, last thing with Cade. Yeah, his stroke looks good. Like, he's like three-point yeah, ball. He's looks found it. fluid. Fluid. Um, I think, oh, yeah, let me just reel off some quick stats. Like, in January and um, December, he's been shooting above 40% from three. 40% in uh, December and 43.8 so far in January, even though obviously it's only been like two games, but. Like, he's really gone and found his stroke um, the last month or so. I reckon the rough start was just nerves and adjusting to it because yeah. it actually looked yeah. nice. This would go in. I think he was, like, one of 19 or something at the start, but now he's really found it. It's awkward because, like, everyone else in his draft class was killing it and he hadn't been able to play for, like, an entire month, basically. Maybe a little bit less than yeah. that. You were looking around, you're seeing, like, Chris Duarte just killing it. Yeah. And you're like, shit, I'm the first pick. You know, yeah, it would have been, like, weird mentally, I think, for sure. Yep. Um, but, yeah, he's found his stride. Fantastic. Mm. Um, we're good. We're going to move on now to discussing, I guess, some fringe MVP um, candidates. I'm going to hand over to James. You have as much time as you want to talk about Jar Morant. Off you go. Both of you boys. I think you both want to talk about Jar. Okay. So, um, initially, like, Jar started the season pretty well. Chris is, like, winning a few games. They sort of stayed around 500. Jar had... Big games, not so big games. Then he went out um, due to injury, tweaked his ankle, um, and then the Grizzlies like railed off that. Uh, I think it was ten or twelve game winning streak. Played really well. The ball was moving a lot more in those games. They also um, they beat good teams, but they also dodged like COVID, you know, luck, I guess. Um, and then Jar came back, and of course, like the media likes to do, they lost like one game. I think it was to it was to OKC, and the week before they they beaten them by like. 70, you know, historic win. And that was without Jar. So then Jar comes back and they lose. And then, of course, like, no one's paid any attention to the Grizzlies for however long, but everyone's there to be like, yeah, no, like, they're, they're worse with it, with Jar. Um, which, like, if you've been watching them, you, like, you knew it was BS. But he that obviously, like, hit him a bit. And then since then, he's just gone crazy. Um, I, w- I will say that, like, when I watch them and have, because, like, I've watched every game this season, the ball, the ball sticks a lot more when Jar is playing. Like, it doesn't move around a lot. But the moment... He's just that good that it kind of doesn't matter. Like he's since coming back from the injury, he's definitely looked to score more, like um, and set people up less. Not he's not being selfish, but he's clearly just trying to score. But no, at the moment, like genuinely, no one can stop him. I watched um, he against the Lakers, he was incredible. Most recently against the Nets, um, mm-hmm. he was a game that Harden and Durant they didn't play that well. Um, and if you were someone who'd never watched basketball before and you tuned into that game randomly, you would genuinely have thought that Ja Morant was leagues above these guys. Like, he's the fastest on the court. His endurance, like, it's right, right up there. Like, there's, there was a, against the Cavs during this week, there was a play where Garland was sort of neck and neck with him on a fast break, and he just sort of said, nah, I'm like, I'm going. And he just went, went, went ahead, like, 
too fast for Garland to catch him. Like he's just on another planet right now. His finishing's mm. incredible. Um, he's getting to the line a lot. Uh, his three point stroke is, I think he was, um, in four games. Like I, he's I shooting forty percent the season. I'm giving. Yeah, he's shooting yeah forty percent the season on four point three attempts. So yeah, yeah, healthy in the, yeah, in, yeah. in the last like four games. Um, I think it was from when they played the Lakers. In the Lakers game, he shot five and seven from three. Um, and then, yeah, that was like that was pretty much the start of this run where he's been shooting almost forty percent. Like, well, he's been shooting it all year, but like recently, his strokes just looks really good. It hasn't just been off catch and shoots, it's been around off screens. Um, you know, it's he's just balling right now. Like, and the Grizzlies mm-hmm. themselves are, are doing really well. I think um, they're never they're not going to catch that top of the top three teams. Um, but they've created enough of a buffer that if they sit around here and Jar keeps putting up ridiculous numbers, he'll get some sort of consideration. Um, but again, like definitely fringe in the way that his stats and the record won't be as good as people like Curry or even like Chris Paul. So, um, yeah, I'm all aboard the Jar Morant train. Uh, he mm. should definitely be an all-star. I think he should start, but I don't know if he will. Um, I think it should be him and Curry. Um, but we'll see. So, yeah, yeah, very, very happy with the Grizzlies in their season so far, and Jarrett's leading the charge. Um, I loved that winning play he made at the end of that Cavs-Memphis game. Like, they were, I don't know who the Cavs guard was. I think it was Goodwin. He was trying to pass Goodwin, to, yeah. to, to Garland, oh, to get, like the play yeah. started. And Jar just, like, bodied Garland and just snatched the ball away and just laid it in. And, like, and on the fast break, he, like, bully-bullied him. Like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like a, a fend-off armor. Yeah, it was just, just like, a bit, a, like a bit of a bit of a bump. Yeah. Get him off balance, and he just laid it in comfortably with his left. And I was like, "Oh, that's that's just great to see, like just making plays." Mm. Um, confidence yeah. is just at yeah. a ridiculous level right now. Like he believes he's the best player on the court in every game, and like at the moment he's playing like he is. So he's giving me like massive D Rose MVP season vibes. Like his hang time and his finishing around the ring is like insane. Like, he'll literally jump, you know, the defender will jump with him, and the defender will land, and he's still, like, hovering, like, gets the lefty finish, like, whatever. It's, like, it's actually insane. Uh, and he's second in the league in paint points as well, points in the paint. It's crazy. I, I like, I actually think the Grizzlies are the most exciting team to watch. Like they're But, like, you think about the rest of their roster, and it doesn't seem that exciting, I don't think. No, but it's just, like, like they all play together so well. Yeah, and they play like, together, and they play hard. Deep. Yeah. Like, it's really good. Like, mm. they've had... Anderson, um, Brooks Dylan was Brooks, out, wasn't he? Yeah. and Melton. And like Brooks and Melton have both had their fair share of starting this year, and same with Anderson. So that's almost three starter level players, not on the Grizzlies, but like they'd start on other teams. Oh, Dylan starts. Um, that have been out and they're still winning these games. Like it's just next man up, next man up, next man up, even when yeah. Jar was out. Um, I think they'd kind of struggle without Bane, but even then I'd feel like Dylan and, and Melton could sort of fill that scoring, their scoring shoes, not on the same efficiency, but. Still, I just think that they're like if you if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't been watching the Grizzlies, like tune in. Like it's ridiculous yeah. basketball. I think resolution for me. <laughs> there's literally like I think there's only two guys in the league that have this like aura about them when they go to the rim and it's as in for guards who are like super athletic and like for me, it's only Jar and Donovan Mitchell and like What? Um not Russell Westbrook? <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot. Careful, Joey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't forget uh, our superstar point guard. <laughs> yeah, but like they have this crazy finishing ability, and it's like I just haven't seen anything like it. It's uh, it's it's surreal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you have to look historically to like. Yeah, if you look at, like D Rose, you have to look at D Wade, you have to look at um 
I don't know who else, who else, like Alan Iverson, like like people with just like like Jordan, like <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, yeah, I think he's a mix of AI and, and D Rose because he has like the sort the of shiftiness. like yeah, yeah of AI, but the explosiveness of Rose. Yeah. Um, I just hope he keeps sticking his landings properly. So because that's like one thing is that sometimes he does look a bit out of control in midair, and because he has that thing, and he had that quote during the week, he's not scared of you know going at anyone at the ring. Like just obviously he needs to be mindful of the fact that. Yeah. land properly and stuff so um but yeah i enjoy 100 spot on like it just it's mm. something special about it and like at yeah. every at the moment it's every game like so yeah um awesome yeah move on now though i've said my i've said my piece so we can move on anything else you want to add to that joey no i'm all good i'll add more as i watch more grizzlies but like yeah from what i've seen he is so much fun to watch so everyone listening highly recommend getting on that grizzlies train um demar Okay, so I have a confession to make. I haven't actually watched, like, many full Bulls games. I've been watching most of the Rosen's highlights, but I haven't watched, like, every game to say that I would definitely consider him to be an MVP. But I think the stats are there. I think he's had, especially recently with the two back-to-back game-winning three-pointers, um, he's got those sort of moments. Like, I remember when yeah. Russ won the on the MVP and he had that, like, buzz bit against the Nuggets, like the long bank shot, I think it was. Mm. And you just sort of like, every MVP always has those moments where like, you you just think they can't do it and they do it. And like, he's had two of those. Um, the Bulls are rolling. He's definitely playing the most controlled basketball of his career. Um, he seems to just be able to always get what he wants. Um, he's confident in what he's doing. He's playing alongside Levine, so he doesn't have to feel the weight of the scoring. Um, yeah, I think he needs to be in the conversation for MVP. The stats aren't probably as high as most other people, but they're high enough that other guys have been considered for less and lower seeds. So um, I think if the Bulls hold on to the first seed, which is going to be tough to do if Irving, you know, plays at 50% of Brooklyn's remaining games and the Bucks, you know, are no slouch. And even Nets aren't, aren't too far behind. But um yeah, I, I, I think this season DeRozan's playing he's the, the most complete basketball of his career. I saw Brian Scalabrini said he should be in the conversation for most improved, which is honestly, in my opinion, disrespectful given he's been in All-Star like four or five times. Like, it's not like we haven't seen him play at an elite well, level yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, MVP, different story, but I think it's hard to ignore um, if the Bulls keep winning and he keeps putting up stats and the moments too. Like, it's, it's these clutch, crazy moments. I think he's the... Uh, I don't have the stat on me right now, but he's like second he's always, or first yeah. clutch point. He's always been like a clutch player. You know, you can give the ball to him at the end of games. Also, Just not uh, in the playoffs, unfortunately. But <laughs> too, I've made uh, too many times waking up at 3.30 in the morning to watch the Raptors get that like shitty afternoon game against the Wizards and see DeRozan just not bring it. Like, I need to see it in the playoffs. Um but MVP is a regular season award. Wait, so. You know what? I'm going to call you boys out here because I'm pretty sure in the previews, I said that, you know, the Bulls would gel well. And you guys are like, oh, the fit's like... Do you want to, do you want to be confident <laughs> about that before you say that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't, we don't want to go back on the tape. And all, I'm happy to admit I was one of the Bulls. I'm happy to concede that. I thought, I, 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 in fairness, I yeah. wanted to do well, but I was a bit concerned with certain things. But I'm very happy I'm, that they're I'm, doing well because there's a lot of players in that team that I like. But Joey, if you were to go on the record and I be like, like, "Double down," I'll, yeah, I'm going to go on the record. First seed? Did you call it be like first seed? No, no. You but I, I said, back. I said, I said, I'm not worried. Best, about, I think. I'm not worried about the fit. Okay, that's fair. We can concede that. Happy to concede that. I'll take the L on that. <laughs> I was pretty well, high on them, but I, I couldn't have seen. 
I wouldn't have said first seed or second seed. It was just, I think, well, yeah, because our problem, I don't know, I, I won't speak like a, for you a brand games. new team. Yeah, like it was a brand new team. Yeah. And there were teams that looked so much, like, that also looked really good. So it was like, oh, how are they going to be yeah, that? Well, I mean, it obviously, like, it's a huge surprise that they're doing, you know, they're the first seed. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Like, because looking at the, uh, the standings now, like, Bulls first seed um, as of today, 7th of Jan. Um Nets are one and a half games behind. Bucks two and a half games behind. Then the Heat are three games behind. Which also, the shout out to the Heat because like they've had so many injury. Like Dam has been out for, like forever. Jimmy's been in and out. Like they've soldiered on with like Max Struess as like their leading scorer. Like, <laughs> and they you had to bring him up. Yeah, had to bring him up. Slide <laughs> him in there. Um, and like obviously Carl Larry playing quite well. Oh, sorry. Quickly, did we see that Carl Larry ejection yesterday? Oh, ridiculous. Yeah, no, that was, that was that's, the most embarrassing. That is thing. literally like one of the worst. Um, so for context, there was like a tiny bit of heat on the pass. No, like, no, I don't want to hear that. That's just like no, I don't justify. I'm just okay, saying, okay, okay, yeah. That's the only um, for, for yeah, just just for context, because if people listen to this in like a couple of weeks and don't remember what this was about, um, Kyle Lowry like in like a dead ball situation, like picked up the ball and like underhand tossed the ball to the ref, like literally, like in my opinion, like zero heat, like that's like a like a handoff, a handoff, like speed pass, like as in like obviously a handoff is much closer, but at that speed of like a pass, like very casual. The ref the was ref, watching, like, wasn't it? Yeah, the ref was like must like bumbled it, butterfingers. Yeah, butterfingers, and he was like, <laughs> and he rejected him for that. And I reckon he's he got like, couldn't catch the pass. I reckon he genuinely got embarrassed that he didn't catch the pass, and in a split second, his brain was like, oh shit, I'm so embarrassed that like. I just to justify this. I don't look like a muppet that I just dropped an easy pass. Oh, he, let's just pretend he threw it way too hard and let me t- like eject him. I genuinely think that was just like a split second. Like he got really embarrassed and was like, "I got to cover myself up." And then he's made made it so much worse because he didn't think about it. But like that's like not a fireable offense. But like he should be suspended as a ref. Like that's just poor. Like yeah. Great. Um. Anyway, sorry, a bit of a diverge. Um, a diverted little conversation there. Um. But yeah, like Bulls doing so well. Yeah, doing so 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 well. Um, and like Demar, I'm sure he was like this for a couple seasons with the Raptors, but like he's like a certified bucket. Like yep. anywhere in that mid range zone, like it's Going his. In. It's yeah. And um, people people have made the point like Levine has actually very similar stats, but I think the moments are just like DeRozan has been every clutch moment, every like memorable Bulls highlight at the moment that isn't like a Lonzo steal or a. Um, Caruso alley-oop, it's been DeRozan, like, just performing when they need him. And I think that's what drives that MVP narrative when it's yeah. close. Because it's, like, so, arguably, like, is he, like, is he the best player on the team? Like, like it's it's a it's a debate. Yeah. Right? It's, it's it a is. debate. It is. It, like, it very well could. You could say Levine, and I wouldn't be opposed to that whatsoever. Um, I guess another bit of a funky stat, not funky stat, but, like, he's shooting 36% from three. Um, but, like, yeah, on not too many attempts, but that's the best he's shot for his career. Uh, and not the highest attempts, but like the third highest attempts that he's at this point in time. So like, yeah, he's um, not quite as many attempts as that season in Toronto, the, his last season where he kind of like started gunning threes. Um, but yeah, like another facet to his game that he's kind of looking to use. But yeah, like, I mean, he's just balling. He's just killing it. And like, it's when you get to the point where like, other teams or like as a viewer say if they were playing the lakers for example right and like you see him catch the ball in the mid post or like in the mid-range area like i'm like 
not shitting myself, but I'm like, oh, well, fuck, like, that's a bucket. Like, yeah. go to the other end. Like, oops, nothing yeah. we can do about that one. Um, it's like, yeah, when you see, like, uh, it's, it's, you know, like when, when, like, Embiid catches it, like, in the post, like, deep in the post, yeah. when you have, like, Jokic kind of working in that kind of... Like, good luck. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oops. <laughs> um, it's like when you, you know, see Scott, yeah. you know, like... Also, like, I reckon... I reckon people were, like, kind of not writing DeMar off, but, like, definitely think he was, like, on the, on the you know, other side of the hill almost, like, which he, I don't know if he is, but, like, he's, he's obviously proving everyone wrong. So it's, like, good on him. It hurts so much more now that, like, because he was... Oh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> he was willing to come to lectures. <laughs> it was going to happen. Could have happened. But... Ugh. Yep. Anyway. Do you reckon, like, he'd solve all the problems, though? Like, he's he's a good playmaker, and at this point, I feel like he's a better playmaker than Russ. But, um... We, we can talk about this for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Sorry, he, he wouldn't solve, like, the problems specifically, because, like... Uh, I mean, his defense has been better this year as well, but, like, as in... Like, I think the like, Lakers just don't have, like, that many good players. Like, I thought they did at the start of the season, but I think... Like, we And, again, probably a story for another time, but, like, they've been unhealthy. They've been not healthy, and then when they come back, they just... Don't look good. I Don't guess that good. leads us into our last MVP uh, <laughs> candidate, man. It actually does. Very smooth. Putting, hey. on, putting the Lakers on his back. Mr. LeBron James. My oh, God. Curse. You, get... you, can, you can, you know, have your pace on him first if you want. Um. Okay. So, LeBron. He's been... He's just been, like, insane. I'm trying to get his game log up if I can. I've got his game log. Oh, do you want to... Because, like, the last few games... Oh, the last, dude, like, uh, like last... three weeks, maybe? Okay. His last been... month, he's been averaging... um. Sorry, one second. He's been averaging uh, 30 points, nine, nine rebounds, and... Uh, sorry, six assists with three threes. And this is at, like, really good field goal percentage as well. And, like, it's not even just, like, the stats. His, well, obviously, it is the stats, but his impact has been, like, incredible. Like, if anyone wants to watch, like... And if, if I could recommend any, like, part of him to watch during the stretch, I would pull out Portland, like, two two games ago. Just watch the mm-hmm. first quarter. Like, he was locked in from the start. And, like, I don't know, maybe there's something, like, he wants to prove. But, like, he is, like, on another level right now. He killed that game. Like, Dude. He's... As in, like, as in that, that game was, like, dead after, like, 20 minutes. It was, like, just over. W- just watch the first quarter. Like, he f- literally scores, like, 15 points and, like, eight rebounds or something. And he's, like, oh, getting to the bucket, nailing threes, like, playing defense. Like, it's actually, like, it's just, like, he hit the switch. It's crazy to keep pulling, like, the, oh, like, well, now he's 37 years old, like, card. But it's, like, it's just, like, so, it takes a time, it's, like, time to process how, like, insane that is. He's, like, 37 years old, and he's, like, genuinely, I think, um, if he hadn't been out for, like, that stretch at the start, like, arguably, he would be a bit, maybe, a bit, like, the fourth in MVP talks, maybe. I, purely just, like, on his performance, like, Lakers record has been quite poor so like that goes against him for sure um but like purely if you like looked at his performance alone like his numbers are ridiculous absolutely ridiculous um and yeah he's just been like um the only seeming like the only person on the lakers who's like locked in yeah um recent weeks he's kind of found a bit of like a partnership with like malik monk um, yeah they've been gelling well two-man game where like they look to exploit either, like, Monk shooting or, like, LeBron will just, like, find an angle and, like, go to the rim off of, like, yeah. drawing two players to Monk. Like, yeah, and they've just, like... 
I think there was a stretch. Maybe it wasn't that Portland game, or it was maybe another game uh, in the last week or so. They like just rattled off like a run at the end of the game, and it was just like LeBron just kept going with Mark like a two-man game, like every possession. Um, and they just like yeah went on like probably like an eight and eight zero run or something. I don't know whatever it was, but like yeah like. He's just been once again. Um, he's shooting really well from three. Uh, yeah. What feels like it? I don't know. Um, it seems like it. I haven't checked the stats, but like, it seems like he's every time he's, he gets one yeah. of those up, it's like, oh, yeah, this is going in. They're like uh, in rhythm. That's the main yeah. thing. Yeah, for him. Yeah. Um, playing at the five. He's been playing at the five since. Yeah. Uh, let's just say like last three weeks, last two weeks or so. I think two. I think probably yeah. two. Yeah. Um, and like that's been really working for him. And I think, yeah, you know, obviously, once again, he's 37, but, like, he's still so bloody strong. And I think as, in a way, working, like, playing at the five works for him that way, where it's, like, he can exploit that strength. And, like, when he's playing against centres, it's, like, his lack of, like, speed, not lack of speed, but as in, like, lack of the top-end speed that he used to have, like, it's not as big of an issue, I think. Mm. I um, think it's better for him on defence as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been... Because, like, all he has to do is, like, cover, like, pick and rolls now instead of guards. Like, it's a, yeah. I think he's enjoying it. I know Jack's <laughs> enjoying us just, like, waxing on about LeBron. I just, like, haven't watched the Lakers. Like, I, like, like I, no secret. Can't stand watching the I'll, Lakers. I'll Definitely link you the... <laughs> I'll link you the Portland first quarter. That, that shit's crazy. Yeah, he's been, he's, yeah he's I, plus 33 in that game. Oh, no, plus 18. I, I, I saw that on the timeline, Joe. was just like, nah. Like... Man's different this game. Like, I was going off, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I mean, like the one game I had watched recently was when they played the Grizzlies, and he hit like seven threes or eight threes. Yeah, he, was, like, he had tied his career high. That in, game, like, he had um thirty-seven points, thirteen rebounds, seven assists. Ridiculous. Yeah, like, I don't like, know. Yeah, it was. Crazy. That's the sad part. It's like it's like it seems like he's the only player on the team besides maybe like that. you know a, a different player here and there that like is like giving a shit like. Yeah, no, like if their record was actually good, like he'd be yeah, yeah. probably the front runner right now. But then again, I don't know if his record's that good. It probably means that they have better players and he doesn't have to carry such a heavy load. But yeah. like, it, he's born. Like, I don't it, know how he's doing It's just nice it. to know 37. that he's still got it in the... He's still got it, you know? Like, we, yeah. it gives me hope going into the early, no. He's doing it, 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 it is yeah. very um 2012 2013 Lakers where it was like Kobe was like carrying a silly silly load just to, like yeah, drag us to the playoffs, and then he got injured and like yeah. yeah. So this Hopefully is where we need. Doesn't go down that path. Yeah, AD has to come back healthy. Russ has to do something. I don't know. What does Russ uh, have to do, Joey? Nothing. <laughs> he's playing well. Good on him. So, yeah, he's playing better. <laughs> Is this is how every episode is going to be now. It's just so frustrating. <laughs> I, I had to think for that one. <laughs> so to finish off this episode, we're going to have a bit of a quick game. We're going to do our volume shooter game again, but with a bit of a twist. Uh, we've each got four players each. Um, and we're going to try and have player comps for each player. So, for example, Joey's going to say a player's name, and James and I kind of have to give quick player comps. Um, well, that being said, Joey, do you want to go first? Who's your first player? Um, yep. So my first player is Darius Garland. Um, for me, Garland reminds me of, like, a poor man's Trey Young. I don't know if that's going to be frowned upon. No? 
Because they're similar size. Similar man's Trey Young. Yeah, me, me, <laughs> maybe not poor man's because Garland's playing quite well. Um, but, but I don't like, think you're far off. That's yeah, because they're, they're both like I guess not heliocentric. Like Garland isn't heliocentric, but it's like he will dominate the ball at points. Yeah, orchestrates the offense. Yeah, that's that's me. There you go. Uh, I would say like a a faster Kemba, like because he moves I, like that sort of like herky jerky way, like pulls you know got handles, you know pretty. I mean Trey's small as well, but like um, quite small um, and definitely like I not avoids contact, but um, yeah, but, like plays within his own space. I reckon Kemba's a pretty pretty good because he's just sort of like moves in the same way, I reckon. Kemba wouldn't he had his better jumper when he was playing with like Charlotte Kemba. Late, yeah, late Kemba in Charlotte. Not yeah, not now Kemba. He's not, not Garland isn't as explosive though, is he? Like he's not that as explosive. Kemba? Uh Prime Kemba, I don't think so. Maybe not. No, probably Kemba, Kemba not. Was quite quick, yeah. I think Garland's not as gifted It's not a bad comp though. I don't mind it, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's tricky. All right. That one was tough, yeah. Hmm. What's yours? Uh, your first. Right, James, me, yeah, what's yours? Me, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go around. We'll go one each. We'll kind of go around, yeah. Radio. Uh, Tyrese Maxi. Who have you guys got? Joey? It's a hard one, I reckon. Okay, mine's probably, like, completely wrong. Just because, like, I don't really, I haven't watched much Maxi, so I can't really, like, compare very well. <laughs> it's probably a horrible <laughs> Um, I've got Raymond Felton. It's like a big body guard. <laughs> it's definitely. <laughs> Isn't I thought Maxi was quite slim because mine. I've got Manuel. I've got Manuel quickly because they both are known for their floaters, but is they're it... quite young. My other one is a longer CJ McCollum because they're both like mm-hmm. kind of like crafty. There's a bit of craftiness to them. I don't think Maxi has that kind of. He doesn't game. have the same stroke though. Yeah, he doesn't. Game. He doesn't operate like McCollum. Kind of operates at his own pace, if that makes sense. Yeah. Maxi, Maxi goes very fast, but yeah. I reckon the quickly is pretty. He's just better quickly, I reckon, because they yeah, do yeah. similar shot selection and he just hits more shots. I was trying to find like an older comp because I yeah, mean I'm they're, they're both now. like the same age. Yeah, like, I'm saying now like really all, all, all my comps are like from. I was trying to compare to older players. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got yeah. a similar. Okay. Raymond Felton okay. is very funny though. That's why we're here. <laughs> He's a, he was a a chunky boy Raymond Felton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he gets to the cup. <laughs> All I've seen uh, Maxi is him just getting to the cup. Like I haven't seen anything else really. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. My first one is Devin Booker. I'm curious. Do you want to go, go first? first? Uh, all right, all right. I got Rip Hamilton, like a new age Ooh. Rip Hamilton. No, I like that. Because sort like of that. operates a bit in the mid range. I but guess like, if Rip Hamilton was playing today, he'd shoot more threes. But he shot still a decent amount of threes. I but... think it's Rip Hamilton if he like handled the ball more. Yeah, yeah. And Rip Hamilton was just... like he came off screens. Like Devin comes off screens, but he like he initiates more and he's he's got the ball in his hands. Yep, exactly. But no, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's good. More handles, I think. Joey, I know I'm gonna get bashed for this, but I've put Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> James, no, it's like it's like it's like semi. The thing is, like it's not wrong. It's like like it's, yeah, the is, way they operate and stuff. The way they operate. I'm not saying he's Kobe. I'm just saying. The way he operates is very much like Kobe. He is a mid-range maestro, like very tough shot maker. Never as athletic as Kobe was. No, that's the thing. Never yeah. as good of a defender. That's that's where they kind of fall short for the Kobe thing. He, well, but like I think he is the closest thing in yeah, the, to currently. Kobe's game currently. Or like Kawhi maybe. 
Like yeah. when Kawhi's like healthy, healthy. Well, I was it was interesting because I saw on Twitter the other day, this is going off topic, but like right now NBA players are running out of Kobe's. I'm not sure if you've seen, mm. but like yeah. some of them have them like torn up and stuff. Um, some of the players have switched to the GT cuts, but someone in the comments, I saw a tweet was saying like Booker should get like a Kobe, but it's not called a Kobe, but it's like, you know, built the same or that sort of stuff because he, you know. Yeah. Yeah. As in like too he should late. get a signature shoe. Yeah. It's too late for DeRozan. Yeah. I was going to um, say DeRozan probably deserves it as well, but. Yeah. yeah it's too late. And I, the only other person I'd put up there, they don't play the same, but he wears and heaps his jar because like he's got the media and all that sort of stuff and he's mm. young. But, like, yeah. if they were to make Booker a signature shoe, that was basically just a Kobe with, you know, Booker's logo on it. That yeah, would, it'd be great. That would pop off. Like, oh, they should that's a great shout. Yeah. Um, so you need to do it because players clearly don't want to play in anything else that is out right now. And I don't know whether they're doing that out of a respect thing or just nothing else is the same. And I kind of feel like it's the latter. Hoopers no. Hoopers no. Real Hoopers no. Yeah. Kobe's uh, are different. They're very anyway, different. Off topic. Um. Whose turn was it? I think it was. Oh, it's my. Oh, sorry, no, uh, it's back, back, back to me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, I'm gonna go with Miles Bridges. Who you guys got? Um, I had. Yeah, this is a weird one. Um, I don't think they're actually very similar, but this is my like gut reaction. Was Iggy if he played less defense? If like if Iggy wasn't as elite of a defender, like early Iggy, because they're both like six six. Iggy played more of like at the two, but in like the modern NBA, he's like probably more like three four. Um, very, very athletic, not like elite shooters, but like decent shooters. Um, and just like a Swiss army knife kind of vibe. Yeah. No, um, I actually not, like not that. Not perfect, but like that's, that's definitely yeah. better than my comp. Who's yours? <laughs> What's yours? Yeah. Dollar store Vince Carter, because <laughs> simply <laughs> only because of the athleticism. And I yeah. guess because Carter had way better handles, it was just better overall game, but like, the way they attack the ring, I think, is pretty similar. The way they take off and go for dunks. Yeah. Um, it was going to be Stromile Swift, but he's a bit too niche and also bigger and play. Only known by name. So, I don't know what he plays like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, I know that I having watched a lot of Vince Carter, I don't actually play that similar. But like the dunks, like the catch and shoot threes, and the way they attack the ring, that's why I've got it as well. So Carter did way more. So. Yeah. The only Swift I know is Taylor. So. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's a bloke who averaged like six points in his best year, but he just had really. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I thought he was like a bit more than. I thought he was like a decent role player. Might have been ten. I don't know, but yeah, very okay. niche Grizzlies player. Anyway, but that being said, averaging ten in the early two thousands is a lot more than you know what I mean. When everyone's only scoring ninety points a game. Anyway, moving yeah, on. Uh, James, your next player. Um, I've got who? Who have we got for Jaron Jackson, Junior? <laughs> Do you want to go first, Joey? No, you go this one. Okay. I have two. Like, because Jaron Jackson is, like, very, very unique. Because, like, I feel like his best attributes are being able to stretch the floor, being able to block shots, yep. but also, like, he's not a great rebounder. Yep. Um, so I've got, like, Miles Turner-ish, kind of, because he's, like, he's one of the only players that's like that. And i also got, like, a rich man's Mo Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> Very wealthy man. Yeah, very <laughs> like, like a very well-developed Mo Barber. I think Mo Barber might already be a better rebounder, though. I yeah. feel like whenever he gets minutes, he has, like, 15 boards. Which, yeah. like, I don't know why Jaron Jackson doesn't rebound the ball, but, like, he should. He just doesn't. It's, not a, it's just not aggressive. And he's always yeah. played with another centre. So, I, yeah. yeah. But that's... that's yeah. 
he is like um, a sh- to me he's like a shooter like and a, and a rim protector um so i was trying to think like you know chops <laughs> early 2000s but i was like fuck like no one in that yeah. era has that skill set so i kind of had to like go a bit deep i went with richard lewis just like four yeah, okay. spacer but yeah it's not the greatest comparison the, the only one I've seen that, like, I didn't necessarily agree with, but I remember when Jaron was in his first season, so I was listening to a podcast, and, like, his stats were showing up as the same as this player. It was Chris Bosch, but I think Bosch was a better rebounder. Bosch and, was like, better. Yeah, definitely. That's the only, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. That's, that's the, I think Rashad Lewis is probably more, was probably better. He's unique, but it's, like, with all these guys, they're new and unique, but that doesn't make them, like, generational. Do you know what I mean? It just makes them, like, a product of what's yeah. happening. Yeah. So... It's funny because I feel like I've seen Mobley get the Bosch comparisons as well. But like Mobley's been getting like Bosch, Garnett, um, like AD a bit as well. I think. Like, I think because of the way he moves, he just moves so fluent for being that big. Yeah, we should have done. Jared yeah. can stumble around a bit. Yeah, we should have done this the other way around. We should have got the old players and then been like, "Who's the new age?" We can do that next time. We can do yeah, that next we'll, time. We'll see. Uh, my second player is Tyrese Halliburton. Um. So I've got, very, like, I've got two for this one. Yeah. So the first one's Lonzo, as I told you, or as yeah. we figured out yesterday. Yeah, just like the playmaking. Um, you know, they both got the funky shot, but like Halliburton makes it um, at a decent clip, I think. Pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. good clip. He's shooting um, like 44% from three the last month, I think. Like, so it was something, yeah. I saw something ridiculous. Yeah, he's playing quite well. Yeah, he's, lengthy guards, you know, big guards. Um, and then the other one was like DeJounte Murray. Um yeah, maybe they don't have the exact same shooting like where they shoot from, but yeah, that's what I got. I like that. Yeah, can see that. Uh, mine's very old. I've gone Penny Hardaway, like bigger guard, stranger yeah. shot, like good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, if good ha- heads up play. I think their actual movement style and their passing is a bit different, but yeah. in terms of like their body style and like what they can bring. And the actual shooting form, kind of similar. Yep. I like that. Oh, that's good. That'd be a good place for him to end up, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. If he could be Penny, <laughs> would be nice. <laughs> the bar a bit high, but yeah. All right, Joey? Um, yep, so I've got Jason Tatum. Um, this one I, like, big time struggled with, because my, like, first reaction, my brain was just like, T-Mac. And I thought about it, and I was like, not T-Mac. Um... <laughs> And like I don't know, because it's like you want like a a big wing scorer, but maybe I'm thinking like unpolished mellow, like rash mellow, like like a bit more oh, like shot chucking mellow. Yeah, yeah, less. No, but Tatum's more of a playmaker than Mellow was. It wasn't, he? isn't he? A little bit. But yeah, no, I kind of. I've seen like, 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 yeah. times though. Yeah. Because like now it's like the wing player will get doubled and he'll facilitate, or he like has to be a wing facilitator as well. Mm-hmm. When Mello was more just like, Mello, go get buckets. Yeah. Um, but those are my two. I think, like, yeah, like a, like a more shot chucky Mello at this point of his career, Tatum. Yeah. I think that's fair. I actually had slow T-Mac with less handles. Um, because, but, like, the more I think about it, the more he's like Mello because, like, T-Mac attacked the rack a bit more. Not that yeah. Tatum doesn't, but... Mellow settled a lot, and and Tatum does the same thing. So I think that's that's fairer, honestly. Yeah. I went my brain went to team at two just because of the physical that's, attributes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like the, they're, they're they're all very fluid, 
like small forward, like mid-range scorers. Um, yeah, I think like can't really go wrong. Uh, James? Uh, who have we got for Anthony Edwards? So I, I had um, Vince Carter for this one. That's a better use of Vince Carter than I had <laughs> earlier on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, yeah, purely, um, you know, Edwards has a long way to go to get to, like, peak Vince Carter. But, like, just, like, there aren't many people that, like, scare you shitless when they end up in the air. And, like, I think, like, Edwards is unique in the sense that he's, like, built, like, so, like, strong. Like, he just looks like a like a bowling ball of, like, muscle that can also, like, jump insanely high in the air. Like, it's, it doesn't seem to make sense. Um, but, yeah, like, Vince Carter kind of gave me that. Vince was, like, not as, like, strong-looking per se. But, um, yeah. Joey? I kind of went with, like, his all-round game, not just his athleticism. So I went with Gilbert Arenas. Um, oh. Just, like, can get downhill, get buckets. I don't know. I'm thinking, like, Baron Davis as well, like a taller Baron Davis. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard yeah. to analyse Ant. Like, he's just fucking major um, athletic. Because he feels, like, very raw still. Because it's, like, it feels, he feels like... But he's, un- he's shown flashes of, like, yeah. jump shots and stuff. Like, I don't yeah. know. He has good handles, too. Maybe he like can yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. Is he, How's his defence? Is he, like, still quite raw on that? Because I feel like I'm watching enough to be, like, I know I what defence is stuff. like. Yeah, yep. tapping out on this one too. Yeah, because like, <laughs> defense is the one that you gotta like watch heaps to be like, I don't. You can't just like watch a little bit and be like, I know he's a good defender. Like, no, and there's also no how like defense. Like a lot of players don't have defensive hearts unless they're blocks or steals guys. Yeah. So you've really got to watch the games and watch them. You like know. The game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, is it me? I think it's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my third player is Sabonis, Demontis Sabonis of the Indiana Pacers. James, yeah, yeah. I feel like I always bring this player up when talking about comps, but I feel like every time I watch the paces and I watch and I like the idea of Sabonis to me, he's like like you that classic European player that plays out of the post, like decent passing, can get you a post up bucket when you need it, like some shooting. So I've got him as like a smaller marker soul with worse defense and yeah. That's well, I like, that, like yeah. I think the passing isn't quite as good. And the, no. the, the IQs there, the shooting touches there, and like specifically the post game and the moves are there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I feel like it's a bit of a cop out. I was going to say his dad, but like doesn't really play like him. So. <laughs> I would have gone. What do you got, Joey? Yeah, sorry, guys. Um, yeah, mine. <laughs> Maybe I've just done these really badly. I don't know. Anyway, I've kind of gone throwback again. So I've got two. I've got Al Jefferson or Carlos Boozer. But they're more scorers than Sabonis. Sabonis is much more of a facilitator. No, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't think I... <laughs> I don't know if I see Al Jefferson. Um, Why not? Boozer, Boozer yeah. one is a bit more... I don't know. Like They play a lot. Like They, they look the a lot different. Selection is the, the shot selection similar. is similar. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I kind mm-hmm. of actually see it with Boozer a little bit, to be honest. Like, the way they move and, like, that muscle round when they're in the post... But I just can't get Boozer's jump shot out of my head because his jump shot's yeah. very, like, <laughs> he, like, hooks it <laughs> behind his head. And I'm like, I can't see that. Maybe it's just because it's that. I eventually can't get past it. Yeah, no, I, wanna... I, 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 see, I see where you're coming from, for sure. It's like they're, like, that mid-pose kind of, like, and, like, they get down, um, they get deep in the post and, like, we'll finish inside. And But, yeah, Sabonis, and they're, both, they're all good rebounders. Yeah, you know what, I don't know. You know what, quick story. Like, when I first started watching, like, Lakers basketball kind of thing, so, I, I don't know why, I just, like, this is when I was very young. I watched, like, Derek Fisher 
and then I like transitioned to like watching a lot of Carlos Boozer because it's with the Lakers, and they both have like terrible jump shots, right? Like very whack looking jump shots. And I was like super young, so I was like, oh, this is how like NBA players shoot, like fucking to the side of their head, like just and whipping around. it. Yes, and I like go in the backyard and like try that shit. I'm like, oh, it's a bit harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> how do they do it? <laughs> watch to watch anyone else and you're like oh you would have had like terrific form it's like no 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 let's watch <laughs> let's watch Derek Fisher and Carlos Boozer <laughs> Chuck Hayes you guys remember Chuck Hayes's free throw oh, yeah yeah god um who are we up to Joey Vegas, last one last one, last one. Yep. yeah uh, I got uh Mr. Tyler Hero I feel like my one um I've got I've got J.R. Smith I was gonna have that. Oh, really? Okay. You guys? Yeah, but I wasn't sure. I feel like yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird one because he's not what? as athletic as Jr. Yeah, like certainly not as like like, like, Pete, like early Jr. Jr. Yeah, like Cavs Jr. Probably yeah, because I feel like Cavs Jr. is a bit underrated. Oh, my comp's not that much. Yeah, I agree. Well, actually, no, I I I saw it with my own eyes multiple years in a row. That man turned to Clay Thompson every fucking year against the Raptors. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I like, think it's like, a good pick to be honest. He would, he would just gun it and just, like, yeah, they're both kind of like, yeah, that, that gunner attitude. I think uh, Hero's handle is probably more advanced purely because of, like, the era he's grown up in and, like, mm. his self-creation versus, like, J.O. was a lot more, like, spotting up. Yeah. But it would just be money. Like, I think it's a fair comparison. James? I've got, like, I, I really struggled with this one. This was the one I struggled with the most, which sounds dumb because it's just, like, a microwave scorer. But um, I can't, it's not an old comp. I've put... Jordan Clarkson because fast microwave scorers that shoot a lot of mid ranges like love using screens and don't. I actually see a lot of that. Yeah, that's that actually I actually don't mind that. It's pretty the, good. Yeah, yeah. Simply just both six men, both take similar shots. Both and, both six five, I think, like similar size as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. I like that. Um. James, your last player. Gary Trent Jr. Who we got? So, yeah, this is another one that I struggled with, like, big time. And, like, like literally no one came to my head. Because I was thinking someone, like, you know, um, like, a, he's a pretty feisty defender from what I've seen. I don't know. Like, he's a good principal defender, but, like, he's pretty feisty. Gets a lot of steals. Shoots reasonably well. Not a great shooter, but, like, a good enough shooter. Like a 6'5 kind of-ish wing. And I went with, I went with Danny Green. Ah, oh, that's actually not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Because I think I don't think Green ever got as many steals as Gary Trent does, like in terms of like counting stats. But I think, yeah, like just that kind of two guard spot up role plays pretty good defense. But yeah, that's where I ended up. Yeah, look, I couldn't think of anyone. So the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So true, dude. <laughs> I just keep saying it everywhere. I'm like, fuck. That's all I can think about when I think of Gary Trent Jr. Now. <laughs> Maybe my last one should be Fred Van Vliet, so one of you can boy, one of you boys can do it. <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, my last one is Josh Hart of the Pelicans. Do you want to take this one, Joe? Yeah. Go so first. this was actually pretty tough because, like, you think about rebounding like guards, like high high rebounding guards, like it's pretty like niche category. Um, so the best comparison I had was Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe, because like Bozzy. Bo- Sorry, body tie, like, they, you know, it's got the jump. He had a jump shot. I don't know if he had does anymore. Um, <laughs> it's just a bit of a shorter. Yeah, yeah, a bit shorter. No, but, no, but as in, like, the play style, like, 
Like high energy, high effort. Yeah, yeah. like gets to the rim, you know, like because Josh Hart is very good at getting to the rim. Yeah. Like that's like one of his best strengths in offense. But yeah, that's who I had. Yeah, that's a good comp, Oregon. I've got, um, again, like I looked up a lot of like rebounding guards. When I watch Josh Hart, I don't think like no one like immediately comes to mind. And a lot of the best rebounding guards are point guards who sort of like in a similar style to Westbrook, people would clear out, they get the board, and then they throw outlets and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So there's not a lot of shooting guards. So I had Tony Allen simply because of the, the way they approach defense and the hustle they bring. But in terms of actual stats, they're not really like super comparable. But yeah, I'd struggle with that one as well. But yeah, Tony Allen's who I've got for that. Yeah. Okay. No, I think it's good. It's like they're both kind of um, six four, six five. Allen and both Hart like can play like small forward. Like I feel like in a pinch, you could play Josh Hart as like a small ball four as well. Yeah, you could. You wouldn't. It wouldn't be ideal. He plays bigger but, than his size. Yeah, he but, definitely plays bigger than his size. He can guard like in the post and stuff. Like he's strong. Yeah. Um, and like yeah, like both like Allen better defender, but like both play real hard make winning plays like so yeah i like that um i think we're done yeah i enjoyed that game yeah yeah, we can also maybe repurpose it and have the other way around where we have old players and think of new new comps to them as well um but yeah once again guys appreciate uh the time and being here with uh and just going through this episode together it was great fun it's good to be back man that's fine yeah Yeah. after a bit of a christmas hiatus uh, yep. So, yeah, I think next episode we're going to look into doing um, all-star picks uh, and potentially even draft a team of our own, each each of us, and have a bit of a competition, and then we can debate who'd have the best team. I know who yeah. Joey's taking first pick. Like, it's starting point guard. <laughs> it's a news resolution, mate. You've got to follow through. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping track of both of you two as well. I'm not going to draft Tristan Thompson. I told you, I'm trying not to be like Justin Thompson. Not that I ever was. All right. Um, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to episode 17 of the Up and Down Under podcast. Please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you guys are listening from. And if you liked what you heard today, please subscribe to our feed and recommend our podcast to your friends. If you've got any suggestions or thoughts from today's episode, feel free to get in contact with us through our email, which is theupanddownunderpod at gmail.com. Or we've got our DMs open on Twitter, Instagram, etc. And yeah, join us next week. We'll see you then.